0: what's up guys it's mailbag day what's up thank you so much for listening to the west wolf podcast i am your host jd jackson as always you can find me on twitter at russell westbrook gets a chip and on youtube at J Rock soccer and basketball sessions mailbag day the season starts in less than three days let's answer some great basketball questions let's get it All right, guys, time for the mailbag pod. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for your questions. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm doing this podcast after every single game, so I appreciate you guys helping me out uh, during the week uh, with some questions to give me some content. I'm very grateful for that. But well, let's get to it. Uh, first question from Joy Netland, number one rush stand, R.B. Kobe. What's up, man? Uh, long-time follower. I appreciate you. Uh, his question is, what is your ideal Westbrook no-bill lineup? That's a good question. Um, my first thoughts off the top immediately is I wanted to include David Bertans and Thomas Bryant. Um, I think that they just complement each other well. Robin Lopez works with Russell Westbrook as well because he can also step outside and shoot a wide open three. Um, I think Thomas Bryant um, just compliments Russ very well. Uh, with his ability to do a lot of things with the ball. You know, he can also go off the dribble, attack the closeout, things like that. Uh, I like Troy Brown Jr. with Russell Westbrook. I really do. I'm I'm a lot higher on him than most people are. I think Troy Brown Jr. has great instincts defensively. Can he be better one-on-one on ball? Yes, I think that'll come with time. But he has great instincts as far as passing lanes and understanding where players are going to move and things like that. Uh, so I like Troy Brown Jr. with Russell Westbrook. They can both be very disruptive defensively, which jump starts to break, which kicks up your offensive efficiency uh, while Beal is resting. Uh, we, know Beal is probably the more, um, we know Beal is probably the more efficient of the two stars. So any way that you can keep that efficiency while he's sitting will always be very, very good. However, I don't mean that in a slight towards the man that I stand, Russell Westbrook. He was way more efficient last season, and I expect for him to continue that this season. Uh, I did like him out there with Ishmith. I know that is probably a weird thing to say. Ishmith is only six foot tall. But he was scrappy on defense, which is something I asked him for at the beginning of the preseason. For him to just be scrappy, uh, much like Dennis Schroeder. That helps him defensively. And they also can get out on the break and be great defensively. He can be a disruptor defensively. Although one-on-one, because he's so small, he struggles. He's learning to just to be scrappy in order to really, really... Um, be disruptive. So you have Ish Smith Abel, who's fast and disruptive. You got Russell Westbrook who's fast and disruptive. You got Troy Brown Jr. who can disrupt. Then you fill it out with uh, Thomas Bryant and I need one and then Davis Bertons. That's my five. Westbrook, Ish, Bertons, Bryant, Troy Brown Jr. That's the lineup that I want on the floor while Bill is resting. That was a great question, Joey. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, so the next question comes from DB at Finding NEMA23. Great follow. Hey, I appreciate you, Brody. Thanks so much. Uh his question is trades you like to see the Wizards make? What players do you think the Wizards should target that complement Russ and Beal? That's a great question. Um, I'll be honest with you. There is one player in particular. That I would like for them to see if they can acquire. I have not gotten in the trade machine. uh, For the most part. But I do think Miles Turner makes them significantly better. Uh, That's the one person I think they should target. And I think I've seen a few people say that as well. Um, You hang up with acquiring Miles Turner from Indiana is... um, People are very attached to Thomas Bryant. Now, one of the main reasons they say they're attached to Thomas Bryant is he's a part of the future, he's young. Well, Miles Turner's 23, Thomas Bryant's 22. So that's not really a concern. They're both young and learn how to play in the league. Miles Turner just has a couple more years on his belt than Thomas Bryant. You no, know, I like Thomas Bryant too. But if you can get Miles Turner, I think it sends a message to Westbrook and Beale. We're trying to win right now. And Westbrook being 32 years old, I would surmise that that's what we're trying to do. Um, But I'm not as attached to Thomas Bryant as maybe some Wizards fans. Um, But so I, I went and looked at the numbers. Okay, so if you look at the numbers without looking at advanced statistics, you're probably thinking, well, come on, they're basically the same player. Well, that could be true if you're not watching. But Thomas Bryant shoots 35.5% on one and a half attempts. Miles Turner shoots 35.7% on 2.1 attempts. So Miles Turner shoots slightly better um, with more attempts, slightly more attempts from the three point line. Now, here's where there is a significant change in just the basic stats their two point field goal percentage, Thomas Bryant shoots 66%. From the field on two two pointers. Miles Turner shoots 52.4%. That is a big difference. That's a difference of 7.6%. I'm sorry. I said 7.6%. 14%. I can't do math. Um, 14.4%. So. That is interesting. Now, Miles Turner has an effective field goal percentage of 52.6%. While Thomas Bryant is over 60 now that is a significant difference because he Thomas Bryant shoots such a higher percentage from two. However, Miles Turner is going to shoot better than fifty-two percent from the two-point range if he's playing with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Now, the free free throw percentage is almost the same. Thomas Bryant shoots seventy-five point six percent on two attempts a game. Miles Turner gets to the line a little bit more at 2.9 attempts almost three, and he shoots 76.8. So he shoots about 1.2 percentage higher and takes about a free throw more per game than Thomas Bryant. Again, fairly close. The only difference is a two-point percentage. Now, rebounds. Thomas Bryant averages six rebounds for his career. Miles Turner averages 6.7 rebounds for his career. Almost the same. Assist. Thomas Bryan averages 1.4, Miles Turner averages 1.2. Now, here's where you start to see the difference. Blocks, Thomas Bryant averages 0.9 blocks p- per game. He, he averaged 1.1 last season. I will give him that. Miles Turner averages 2.1 blocks a game. He is a rim protector. For his career, he averages 2.1 blocks, and he averaged 2.1 blocks a game last season. He led the league in blocks. Then we go on to defensive box plus minus, which is a very important stat to me, because what are we worried about with the Washington Wizards? Their defense, correct? The defensive box plus minus, Thomas Bryant's is a negative .5, and it was a negative .7 last season. The defensive box plus minus for Miles Turner, drum roll, two point four—a positive two point four—defensive box plus minus for Miles Turner, a positive one point two for his career. For Thomas Bryant's career, he's a negative point seven. So, a di- that's a difference of two point nine. In defensive blocks plus minus. Guys, that is a significant difference. It's a huge difference. It's just not even close. So although Thomas Bryant shoots better from two-point range by a significant amount, Miles Turner is going to make up for that on the defensive end. And we are worried about the Washington Wizards defense. Now, everyone knows I was excited after that last preseason game. Especially that first half of Russell Westbrook. The Wizards were playing defense. They were flying all over the place. They were getting in the, in their chest. They were playing defense. But you cannot say that adding Miles Turner wouldn't significantly improve the defensive end for the Washington Wizards. It just would. The rim protection... Would just be great. He's a fairly good defender as well. He's a better defender than Thomas Bryant. It shows in his defensive blocks plus minus. Shoots the same from the free throw line. Shoots the same from the three point line. Averages more rebounds. And significantly more blocks. And is the better defender. We need... Miles Turner for the defense. I know we love Thomas Bryant. I get it. He's a great young prospect. 22 and 23 is a difference in age. You want to send a message to Bill, who said he wants to win now? Russ, who's 32 years old? Go get Miles Turner. That's the one player I have on my radar. Great question. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, so we're going to move on to the next question. All right, so the next question comes from Steven Powers at DC Stones, 1978. Stephen, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for the question. Always love having Wizards fans on the pod. I appreciate it. We are all Wizards fans now. While Scotty and Russ have a great relationship from OKC days, we in DC believe Scotty's days to be numbered. Who should replace Scotty and how would that affect Russ? That's a great question, Steven. Uh, it's a difficult one to answer. Uh, let me say this. Just, you know, Everyone knows Scott Brooks. who's coached Russell Westbrook in OKC. I think it was 2011, 2015, something like that. If you watched my first YouTube video when the trade happened at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions, or if you listen to the pods, you know that I was very transparent and I was depressed when Westbrook got traded to the Wizards. And one of those reasons was Scott Brooks. Now, there's been a large gap between when he coached Westbrook and OKC and now. And here's what I will say. One of the reasons why Westbrook didn't mind being traded to Washington is because of Scott Brooks. So although his days may have been numbered or could be still numbered prior to the Westbrook trade, everything is different now. Westbrook Westbrook is an MVP that has walked into the buildings of the Washington Wizards. And one of the people he admires most happens to be the head coach, and his name is Scott Brooks. So even if his days were numbered, he has a a lot longer leash now. Westbrook loves him there. And let me tell you, just like coaches can make some players look great in their systems, some players can make coaches look great and keep their jobs or get them an extension. It's just the truth. Westbrook is basically a lock to make the playoffs. He doesn't not make the play. It just never happens. I mean, he had that team at OKC in 2016 with no Kevin Durant, who had just left him for the team that beat him. And he still drugged that team to the playoffs. And it wasn't an A-T. Westbrook's going to get you to the playoffs. That's going to happen. He doesn't... That's just Not making the playoffs is not a thing Just They'll make the playoffs And then if you make the playoffs And that's more success than you've had in the last few years And then you get into the playoffs And you make some noise And Westbrook admires that head coach That's tough Now you can say the Wizards owners don't owe Russ Buck anything. He'd only been the, he'd only be there for a year. That's fair. But if you bring in an MVP. And he has a superstar season. And he makes Bill an MVP candidate. And you make the playoffs. And you make some noise. Do you then turn around and look at that same superstar point guard and say, I'm getting rid of the coach that you... Came here to play for? Probably not. So that depends on the success. If they crash and burn, which I don't predict because like I said, Westbrook always makes the playoffs. But if they crash and burn, fair enough. But if they have any more success than they've had the last few seasons, I just don't know how they do that. I just just don't know. But I think that was a great question, Stephen Powers. And one of the things about the who should replace Scotty if they did crash and burn, that's what I always try to tell people is there's only so many good to great basketball coaches in the NBA. So when you say, I just want to fire this coach, the question you should ask yourself before you say that is, if I fire this coach, if we let this coach go, who will I replace him with? Who will you replace him with? Where are you gonna? Who you gonna go get? Lionel Hollins, Dave Yeager, St- Silas is taken. He's in Houston now. He's got a long-term deal. I think Nate McMillan went to Atlanta. He's got a long-time deal. See, Scott Brooks made the playoffs and went deep with Russell Westbrook and OKC. So if you're going to replace him, you're going to replace him with who? That is the question. But that was a great question. I appreciate you, Steven. Thank you so much. Next question comes from Easy Money Dog at Liam Ledley. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for the question. You've been following me for a while as well. Do you think Russ would be a better shooter or off ball player by cutting to the rim? Here's the thing is Westbrook doesn't mind cutting to the rim. That's something he does, especially if you go back and look at the Houston Rockets games before he, he injured his quad before the bubble. Westbrook had all those alley-oops from Harden and things like that because he was doing that. He was cutting to the rim, cutting back door. Westbrook will do those things. Um, and I've seen him, you know, kind of holding other players accountable for them to cut and things like that. So, do I expect him to do that? Yes. Do I expect him to shoot better than last season? Yes, I do. We all know that was an aberration. Russ is not that bad of a shooter. He's not. He shot 30% from three for his career, not 25%. His cotton shot, once he got injured last season, his cotton shot was not falling. If you look at his numbers January through March, his cotton shot was falling. For those of you who don't know, Russell Westbrook's cotton shot is from about the free throw line to the top of the free throw arc extended out. That's his cotton shot. He takes it in rhythm. We can always tell when he's going to make it or miss it. When that shot is falling, it it will fall this year. I believe so. I know he tried a few threes in the preseason game. He always does that. He'll jack up four or five. Now, remember, he didn't play in the first two preseason games. He's just getting his rhythm. But his cotton shot was falling. So I expect him to shoot better. I expect him to be more efficient like he was January through, well, it was really mid-December through March of last season with the Houston Rockets. That's what I expect from him. Will he cut off all? Yes, he will. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it, and I'm not worried about that at all. That was a great question, though. Um, He had another question, Easy Money Dog. If we can get one more player, what position would it be? It would be Miles Turner. So center, power forward, I guess he could play if he wanted to. But it would specifically be Miles Turner for all the reasons I I outlined earlier. All right. Thanks for the questions, man. Appreciate it. Um, Harden Facts. At Harden Facts. Oh, gosh. Don't ask me about your shooting, man. Describe your perfect rotations you think you guys should run. Starting lineup bench about how many minutes every player should get. What role should they mainly play? Okay, this is a tough one. Let's pull up the roster a little bit. Like, I know off the top of my head, Russell Westbrook's going to play about 34 to 36 minutes a night. Obviously, he's your starting point guard. Bradley Beal will probably play the same amount of minutes, maybe slightly more. Um, He is your starting shooting guard. Rui Hachimura, um, obviously, he's your starting four. I would say say he's going to play. You know, 28 to 32 minutes, probably so. Um, Maybe slightly more than that. And then your center is obviously Thomas Bryant. He'll probably play about the same. Um, Now, your, maybe I don't need to pull up the roster. Uh, Your small forward. I know that Scott Brooks says it's a competition, but it meant something to me that he played Denny Avdia in last preseason game when Russell Westbrook was starting. The starting lineup was out there outside of Rui because uh, I think he had conjunctivitis in his eyes, um, so he didn't. But outside of that, it was Russ, Beal, Davey, Avdia, and um, Denny Avdia. I said David. I, I want to say Bertans. Um Denny Avdia and Thomas Bryant. Um, so I think that's where he's leaning. I'm okay with that. I hope that he gets a few minutes with, don't take this the wrong way, I hope he gets a few minutes with Westbrook off the court um, because he can't handle the ball and do a lot of things. He, I agree with Scott Brooks. He's not ready to just run an offense. So I like the fact that he starts him with Westbrook because Westbrook is going to give him the rock. He's going to have his spots and his possessions. But when Westbrook comes off, I think he have a little bit more of an opportunity to handle the Rock. But he's not hand, handling the Rock in long stretches. He's 19 years old. He's still learning how to play. But I can tell you, he is not afraid of the moment. At all. Dini Avdia is ready. Um, but I just hope he gets those minutes with Westbrook off the floor. So he can have the ball a little bit more than he does when Westbrook is on the floor. But I'm okay with it because he can shoot. Seem, seem look, the report was he can't shoot. But seems like he can shoot to me and he can handle the rock, and he can he can get others involved, he can make the pass necessary pass, he can rebound a little bit, and he's decent on defense. So I'm okay with the starter being Denny Agdia Now, my gripe with the preseason game that Westbrook played in. And maybe it's because Rui did not play. But the second Westbrook came off, davis Bertans came on. And I just think we need to try to have Davis-Bertons play every second with Westbrook. If Bertons is on the floor, in my opinion, so does Westbrook need to be on the floor. They need to be on the floor together at all times that Bertons is playing. Now, we know Bertons... Although he doesn't start, he's going to play heavy minutes. So, how many minutes Rui and Denny are going to get? I'm thinking Denny's the one who's going to not play that many minutes compared to Berton's. I think Berton's is going to play more minutes. And I just think he should play a lot of them with Westbrook. Is Schmidt. I think they're going to get him around that 20-something minute mark because although Russ is going to play probably 34 to 36 minutes, Ishmith isn't going to just play the other 12. Uh, He's going to play more than that. I think they're going to try to get him around 20, um, but they're going to do that by having him take some of Beal and Westbrook's minutes, so he'll be somewhere in the 20s, I believe. He's just too fast and can create for others and things like that for him to only be playing, you know, the other 12 of Russell West was 36 minutes because he's a backup point guard. I don't think that'll happen. Um, so I think uh, immediately off the bench comes Bertans and Ish Smith and, of course, Lopez to spell Bryant. I'm not sure. His probably will only be 12 to 15 minutes a game uh, when Thomas Bryant is resting. Thomas Bryant is young, you have to limit his man just – Put him out there, have him play a lot of the game, and when he's not in there, you just you throw in Lopez. Um, that's the eight-man rotation that I know is coming. I hope they find reasons to play Neto and Garrison and Matthews, uh, as well as Bunga. Because the reason why I want them to play Bunga is Bunga is he's an outstanding defender. I think he l lo- I think he led defensive efficiency for small fours in the league. So I want them to find minutes for Bunga, Troy Brown Jr., Neto, and well, I'll leave off Garrison Matthews. I just didn't love that he can shoot from all kinds of platforms at 6'6, six, six, I think he is. Um I want them to find minutes for Neto and Matthews. Matthews being last, but I don't know if they will. But Thomas or Troy Brown Jr. and Bonga, I definitely want to see come off the bench. Troy Brown Jr.'s defensive acumen is very, very good for his young twenty-one-year-old age, and so is Bonga's, and I think they help you defensively. So that's what I believe the lineup should, can, should consist of: the starting five, the uh, Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown Jr., Davis Bertans, Bunga, Lopez. And, if you, and, is Smith. and then if you can fit in Neto, I'd be happy with that. But that was a great question, my man. Uh, I really appreciate the question at Harden Facts. Thank you for not asking me about true shooting. Uh, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um, I want to thank all of you for your questions. I really appreciate it. And right here, please stay tuned and listen to Fun Fact About Russell Westbrook. Let's break here. All right guys, fun fact about Russell Westbrook. Do you know that before every single game, Russell Westbrook eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And get this. He don't just eat any peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It has to be Skippy. It has to be Skippy peanut butter. And it has to be strawberry jelly. He won't eat strawberry jam. Strawberry jelly on toasted wheat bread. And it has to be cut diagonally, you know, like triangles. That's your fun fact about Russell Westbrook for today. There's a little OCD, uh, Skippy peanut butter and jelly sandwich, no jam on toasted wheat bread. That's your fun fact about Russell Westbrook today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. Remember, now you can find me on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Breaker, and Spotify as well as right here on Anchor. I appreciate you guys so much. Please, please leave a five-star review and give me a constructive criticism. I very much welcome you. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Westworth Podcast. As always, I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Russell Russell Gets a Chip at Always and Forever Art and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much. And as always... Peace.